0: Inherently Happy, episode 267, Happy Power. We begin, as always, with the happy creed. We believe in happy, in balance and growth, of being mindful and grateful, compassionate and understanding. Yowza ha my happy friends. Having control over your own emotions can be a powerful thing. Look at me. I grew up knowing that screaming and yelling and threatening and attacking was a viable way to deal with anything even remotely upsetting. I learned that from my dad and from my big brother. And I got better at it than both of them. Like them, I didn't care about the collateral damage it caused to others. But unlike them, I also didn't care about the collateral damage it caused to me. Meaning, I went recklessly berserk and ruined everything... Everywhere. I was so filled with hate and fury that if I couldn't ruin things for others, then I'd just ruin things for myself. I became a cutter, a snipper, a poker, a scorcher. I cut the backs of my forearms with a box cutter. That's right, the backs. The parts everyone can see. I wanted them to see. I learned long ago, after getting stitches on my neck from a dog bite, that people love a good wound, and a great story to go with it. So if I couldn't be special because people liked me, then I could at least get some notoriety for being extra weird. So I snipped the skin off the back of my knuckles with a pair of scissors, I poked needles through the fleshy parts on the sides of my fingers, and scorched my fingertips with the burning ends of incense sticks. And I told everyone that my friends Bethany and Sam dared me to do it. And if, it wasn't, and if I wasn't fast enough, then they'd do it for me. And when I got mad, I didn't bottle it up, but screamed and yelled. And didn't care that it completely shredded my throat. Made my ears ring and alienated everyone around me. I was just looking for the grand release the truly mad. And that's what gave even my dad and big brother pause. It felt great to outdo someone at something. And it didn't matter what. A win was a win. But being able to go to such extremes of rage makes you a bit of a rage junkie. Where you kind of look for reasons to go ballistic. And that's not a great way to secure friendships. So I have since decided that maybe going berserk should no longer be a point of pride with me, especially if it results in being shunned by society. The shunning I experienced as a bullied little kid was not my fault, but this was. It takes a while to change, though, even when you want to. I had to do it in increments over many years, and make a plan and keep reaffirming the importance of it to myself. I had to use every instance of road rage, extreme displeasure, and grudge holding as a teachable moment, instead of dwelling on the bad behavior of others, which was becoming an unhealthy preoccupation. I don't want to hold grudges. For my own sake, they're unhealthy, and I'm the only one who suffers. The villains live free and easy. They don't think about me at all, though they should if they know what's good for them. But they don't know. They just, they just love it when other people suffer. Even in my most reckless moments of inconsideration, I still didn't enjoy the pain of others. I mean, unless it was funny. No, kidding. I had merely ignored the suffering of others, not reveled in it. And even that hardly endears people to you. And living without the support of others makes life way harder than it needs to be. Sure, helping others doesn't always get them to help you back, we're all a little selfish or else we'd starve and die from exhaustion, but it doesn't make you quite as many enemies when you help rather than harm. So I realized over a long period, since I'm a very slow learner, that being mindful just means noticing what's happening to you as it's happening to you. How do you feel at the moment? Hungry, tired, cold, angry, grieving, disgusted, afraid, or hopeful, joyous, thankful, cozy, refreshed, and full? And being grateful just means giving points to some of the things that aren't so terrible in your life. Compassion is helping some kid up after he fell on his butt even if it was the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. Understanding is knowing what it's like to have it rough and not blaming other people for every little mistake they make. Balance is not letting yourself freak out over nothing. And growth is merely trying to improve on yesterday. Happy is the power to give yourself the control over your own life that you have lately been leaving up to chance. I figured that I wasn't addicted to rage. I was merely possessed of a secret weapon. Should anyone make the mistake of attacking me? Every bully very quickly learned that touching me made me go into an instant frenzy. But this didn't make them stop bullying. No. They just resorted to non-physical methods. My bullies adapted and evolved. I'm so proud of those small-minded little bastards. They never laid another hand on me, but sometimes I wished that they had. Being shunned and mocked by all and supported by none was like being put into solitary confinement while still being in the world. I could see other people having friendships and fun, but I was not allowed to be part of it. Lest you think I exaggerate, there was a class party. The same one I spoke of in episode 226, fair, happy, about how I just want things to be fair in the world. And the reason why I'm telling it again here is because now the point is about having power and control over your own life. So this party, put on by a mid-level popular girl in our class, this meant that she could safely invite both the popular kids as well as the non-popular kids and risk no damage to her social standing whatsoever. We were sixth graders, the seniors of elementary school. We'd been through a lot, and this was our chance to have a last hurrah before heading off to points unknown. So as it was an all-class party, everyone was invited. Everyone, except me, of course. I was the shunned kid, remember? And the sometimes openly mocked kid, which at least wasn't shunning. Being ignored is sometimes worse than being picked on. But because I was not considered a part of the rest of the class, I could safely be omitted from the guest list, for no one would care, and no one would tell me. That alone would have been enough of a gut punch, had I ever found out. But they kept their secrets well. I had not an inkling. Such a thing as this class-wide party was even in the offing. And so they could have pulled it off. The perfect crime but they must have hated me just a little bit more than that. So they decided to add insult to that injury. They got the class clown to pretend, for weeks, mind you, to be my friend, even eventually inviting me to his house. It was like being summoned to the royal court by the king's jester himself. The dude was a legend. I could only ever hope to be as funny as him someday. And he invited me over, after school. Though he didn't let me go into his house, even though I had to use the bathroom. I found this refusal odd, but said nothing, and held it all in. I could get new kidneys, and a spleen later. I did not care. I was at the class clown's house. He lived on the rich side of town, and was friends with all the popular kids. So, We threw flat rocks across his yard to see if we could make them do barrel rolls as they flew through the air. Then he had to go in for dinner, but didn't invite me. However, he did tell me to come back the following day. The following day was Saturday. Hands down the greatest invitation I'd ever received up to that point in my entire life. That meant that I had passed whatever test this first meetup was, and I was in. I had a friend, and the perfect friend, especially for someone like me, who wanted to use humor to become popular, just like he had done. I could be friends with everyone through him. I would be golden once more, like I had been in my blonde and beloved heyday so many years before. I told my family about it, but they didn't really seem to care. So Saturday arrived, and I was ecstatic. I rode my bike over there, but there was nobody home. Well, I wasn't about to blow this chance, so I waited. For hours. I stayed so long that his mom finally came home and asked me why I wasn't at the party. Party? Yeah, the class-wide party. She even told me where it was. And so, I crashed it, you can bet. But they didn't fight me over it or so much as complain. They just went back to shunning and avoiding and ignoring me until I had to leave. They managed to make it clear to me in no more than 15 minutes that they simply didn't care if I lived or died just so long as I did it away from them. My 15 minutes of shame. I wanted to lash out at them, but they simply walked away from me. (laughs) can't fight someone who isn't there I felt that the normal basic human social contract contract where you at least pretend to like others simply didn't work when I was around I had somehow negated the constructs of human society itself I was an island and the surrounding waters were really freaking cold so I went back to my cemetery, rode my bike around and around couldn't even tell anyone for no one would care. I was alone among the dead, and even they wouldn't talk to me. Why did everyone hate me so much? My bad temper? My silliness? My awkwardness? What was so special about these? My self-centeredness? Was I alone in that regard as well? It had taken time to achieve this level of callous disregard from those around me, so perhaps it would take time to undo. Either that I could change schools, and so I did, and that's when I was able to make friends, but I lost some too, because I was still me, <laughs> and the me I was at the time was the problem. I had to work on being nicer and not so weird. There's good, weird and there's bad weird i was I was aggressively weird let' let's you know i I'm all for people being weird. I'm going off the book for a second. I'm all for people being weird, I'm still weird, but I was like, in your face, like, I'm weird, Where are you, you know, like, overdoing it. And I got a lot weirder and meaner before I got nicer and more helpful. And it's been a slow process over many years. And then after a lot of speeding tickets, a catastrophic car crash, bad performance reviews, getting dumped, I started to finally wonder if maybe the problem wasn't me. And so I had to come up with solutions while I was calm that I would recall and visualize and utilize when I was not. That I could recall and utilize when I was not, I should have said. I needed a regular reminder. And so I started this weekly podcast to remind myself to keep balanced, growing, mindful, grateful, compassionate, and understanding. And it's helped. I haven't had a crash or speeding ticket or bad performance review in years. In fact, my performance reviews have been the best of my entire life. Because my attitude and outlook have improved. And now, I don't let road rage so much as get a foothold. If someone cuts me off, then it's because they must be in a hurry. Nothing to do with me personally. They're not out to get me as I had previously supposed. And there is a power in being able to control yourself. And we all have that power built in. We just have to remember to use it. I could race every road hog out there like I used to and ruin my car, get points on my license, and get fined into the poorhouse. Or I can set the pride aside for a second and try to see other people as having it just as tough if not tougher, than myself. And maybe cutting them some slack. And also letting them know that others have it tough or tougher than even them. And so maybe everybody should cut everybody some slack. So happy power is not something to use to crush thine enemies, but instead to make you more of an ally to yourself and to others. And that will stop your enemies because it'll turn them into friends. I've turned a couple of bullies into friends myself. By showing them kindness in the face of their cruelty. Doesn't always work. You have to pick the right kind of nice to counter their particular brand of mean. Like that time I kept a college bully from getting arrested and expelled for pulling a knife on somebody who threatened him with a screwdriver first. I spoke of this in a fictionalized context in episode 203, Help Happy, about the origin of the friendship between Happy Jim and Callis McGee. I had been in a group of people who were trying to break up a fight before it escalated. So when I grabbed the knife and left, no one noticed. And then when the cop showed up and couldn't find it, they had to let the guy go. He found me later and was speechless. For he knew he had never been nice to me. I gave him back his knife, and he never said a bad word about me again after that. And what's more, he never let anyone else say a bad word about me either. Helping out a knife-wielding guy might not seem like the best decision. But the other guy pulled the screwdriver on him first, so it was a judgment call. Point is, there is power in being able to keep calm during moments of stress. To be able to see other people's plight. I've had it kind of intermittent. And now I'm trying to make it like a choice and a habit. To be able to self-regulate. Happy power. And it's not something that everyone knows how to access, but it's something that everyone has. It, it may be inherent, but that doesn't mean it's easy. So allow me to remind you to tap into your happy power. Ha ha.